0: Um. I came from the moon Back to the CJ Falls
1: podcast, number six, episode number six. Yeah, pretty cool. We're we're cruising right along here. It's amazing how you know when we started this thing, we said we're going to do it once a week, and all of a sudden here we are, number
0: number six already.
1: Yeah, crazy fast.
0: Yeah, I'm the the Grail. One of the Grail numbers is seven. I haven't told you that yet. Oh, I was going to okay. wait till the seven. So you got to get to the seven
1: before somebody calls and says you're canceled.
0: Yeah. Can they really? I don't. Yeah. Well, I don't think so with the podcast. I mean, we could have like rioters <laughs> out front, but. Oh God, we don't want that. No, yeah, we don't. No, we don't want We're that. We're a
1: retail store. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, so episode number six, gonna be talking about some pretty cool things that transpired um, a couple weeks ago uh, on a trip that I took. So I'm excited to share about that. And um, yeah, this is cool to be on here recording. I'm getting some really positive feedback from folks that are taking the time to listen to us on some long drives, especially during the
0: holiday season here when they're going out visiting people. So yeah, it's the perfect uh, podcast to shovel to soon. You can just put the headphones in and, you know, get the old shovel going. So. That's right. That's right. The old shovel podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Shoveler in. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what we got going on. Um, anything going on at the shop? Yeah. So it's uh, it's been
1: pretty good as far as getting inventory back in the shop. We were a little nervous in November. We weren't really getting some of the shipments that we had planned and coming in. Right. Now we're starting to finally get some of our bigger company shipments in. So they must have figured out a way to get it before the holidays, which is great for us to sell it. So yeah, our, our store is plumb full uh, with a few weeks left to go um, before the before the guy comes down the chimney. So it's good to have uh, it's good to have the store ready to go and have a good selection for for customers to come down here and pick it out. And people are gonna have some really nice stuff yeah. waiting for them this year.
0: I remember we talked about that you know at the end of last year, and we talked about how you just like run out of product at some point in time. And I was in it this you know today walking around before we started the cast. And I was like, wow, you've done a really good job of keeping the store like full of product where people would be like, yeah, this is what I would want. This is what I would want. So I was very impressed to that. Like. Yeah,
1: for sure. Well, you know, you learn is everything. As we always say in business, things evolve. Uh, inventory is no different, you know, amongst all the other things that you have to do. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Last year we had issues where, quite honestly, it was human error, the human being me, which is not really, on. you know, still learning some of the brands and yeah. some of the different sellers. And the other thing that's really interesting to me is like the sizing, because, like, certain parts of the state and certain areas right. where people sell this kind of stuff or anything, it doesn't have to be outdoor clothing or equipment, different sizes sell better than other sizes. Right. So I won't go into what sizes sell better here, sure. Stephen's point. <laughs> but there are certain sizes that just do really well. And we quite honestly, we ran out of a lot of those sizes a few days before Christmas where people were coming in to still get, think, you know, last-minute gifts right. that we didn't have. So. We went, uh, the old saying I always lived by back in the day, I still holds true of go big or go home. We went big this year with inventory, so.
0: Hey, I uh, I definitely do a lot of that going big <laughs> and a lot of going home. So. Yeah, I a lot of going home, too. Oh, yeah, there's going to be times you're going to go home. Yeah, I but do but, spend uh, a lot of time going home. Is Does your representative, like, tell you, like, hey, this is what we have luck with in different parts of the state? You yeah I, yeah, I know what you're you saying. you get guidance from somebody else?
1: Yeah, a lot of it has to do with, um, yeah. So if you have really good reps, yeah. No, this is just this is just clothing retail and gear, right? Right. Uh, I can't speak on behalf of some of the other for uh, sure. You know, other businesses, but yeah, if you have really good reps and you build a really good relationship with them, where you can pick up the phone and ask them questions like that, statistics as far as like what's some of the better selling items, you know, because all these big companies, of course, of course, they they keep track of like, all right, like for Patagonia, the better sweater is, like one of the main. Pieces of clothing that they sell a
0: lot of. Right. If but, you're, yeah, if you're in the healthcare profession, that's a big one. You know. Right. I see how many people in healthcare wearing that all the time.
1: Right. So, yeah. So you talk to these reps, and they give you a good idea of like, hey, these are some of the hot sellers within some of the different items. Because, of course, like what sells here in Wisconsin may not sell that great in Florida. You know, for example, right? Obviously, different climate. Mm-hmm. But what I would say to you is that what we've noticed is a very big uptick in online uh, sales from Falling dot com. Yeah from places all over the nation because they're going to the big sites and they're finding out that some of those things are out, but we may have gotten in clothing or bags or whatever the case may be three weeks ago and we still have some in stock. So a lot of people are just going to Google and they're typing in a specific item, not necessarily the, you know, a brand in the item. Right. And all of a sudden fall lines popping up because we still, you know, we keep a very healthy inventory of stuff on our website. It's real time data. Mm -hmm. That's how we're making some sales that way too.
0: Well, and I would think also that you used to offer flat rate shipping. Is that correct? Yeah, we do flat rate shipping. We just signed up with FedEx. So, So, I mean, I think that's huge too. Yeah. Having the product, you being a small business, I think there's definitely a shift uh, to supporting those businesses as well. Right, Being like, hey, shipping is really not that much different. Even if it was free, you know, your shipping is very reasonable. Whereas if you tried to buy three, four things, and especially if they're bags and stuff like that, they're going to, shipping will... Shipping will cost you.
1: Well, it will. And that's just it. You know, that's what we, just like you're saying, you know, I think one of the things that we try to provide, like if you're going to, we appreciate people shopping with us. Right. That's the bottom line. Not only with the rewards program that we have, and we could go on and on about that, but you're, you know, you're right with the flat rate shipping. If you buy one item or if you buy 10 items from us in the same order, you're going to pay that one time flat rate shipping. And luckily, we do enough business where we got you know FedEx gives us a pretty good rate as well to mm-hmm. get stuff out to people within two days. We do two day shipping, and uh, so yeah, it's like the it's like the uh, the building of a business, right? You know, you, when we first used to do shipping, all out, you know, all over, it was literally me boxing everything up, taking it down to the post office, standing in line. Oh, I remember you know getting <laughs> the, yeah getting to know the postal people very well. Uh, so that took time and money. You know, sometimes it was costed way more money because it just wasn't. You know, we weren't doing big enough business at Your the time. Your scale. Your Correct. scale's improved yep. a lot. Right. So now we're, we've are we kind of um, really dialed that in, uh, having FedEx, you know, come here now and pick stuff up. Right. Doesn't mean now I don't have to go there and drop stuff off. So it's, it's just a better process all along. And that's just the development of a... Of, of a business as you, as things move forward, you know, you try to get better and smarter and more efficient. I think efficient is probably the best way to say it.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I think the, to your credit, you're still, uh, you know, in some ways like you have a lot of shop employees who are doing a lot of stuff, always helping stock, you know, face, you know, always working on that kind of stuff. But a lot of the logistical stuff, it, it's you and a lot of stuff. I mean, Cole helps with some of the flies and stuff, Right. but I think you bite off a lot. And in, in, you know, that I was saying is don't bite off more than you can chew. And I think, uh, you're biting off a lot and you're chewing a lot. I, th- I think that's your advantage, but it's yeah. it's crazy to watch you from last year, where you you know we talked about it like because I've kind of gone some of this journey with you mm-hmm. for the past you know oh for sure eighteen yeah. months to some degree yeah so it's it's crazy to kind of I get a bird's eye view of all this stuff so in some ways I feel that I can can give you a good contrast of where you were and yeah. kind of like as this last twelve months specifically you've. You figured out a lot of things, yeah. and that is a success story in itself.
1: Well, I appreciate it. You know, the thing is I, I have always loved feedback from people, good, bad, or indifferent, right? I've right. always told people, like, I, I'm always trying to constantly learn how to do things, everything, it, it, not just business, but everything in life, right? You try to always improve in life on diff- different things. But I think one of, the, one of the positive things about myself is that I've always been open to people recommending or saying, hey, this wasn't done right, or, hey, we, you know, whatever the case may be, get better. Always, always self improvement and trying to get better. So um, we're 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 constantly working at that. Where you know we really are, and I would agree. The, the employees that we have, I always tell people, and I think maybe I mentioned this on an earlier podcast. We're kind of we're kind of making this more of a business podcast, but it's all right. It's good, good stuff. Um, it's people, people, products, and, or people, process, and products. That's really how it boils down to, it, in my view, right? right? You hire the right people, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna make that business grow or or not really, right. and then of course the process of how you treat customers and take care of things and then the products that you sell in the store. So that's a big, that's a big believer. That's kind of my three core values that I have as a business. And we have phenomenal employees. And I think as the business grows, my trust in the employees, uh, because it's hard, right? I mean, it's your baby. You grow it from the beginning. You have more trust in your employees to be able to do more and more, which then obviously can relieve a little bit of pressure off of me. And um, then I can concentrate on other areas of the business to grow like Burfer. We never really even talked about Burfer. Yeah. It's a good segue into it is. It is a good segue into today's topic. But so real quickly, um, Burfer. So we purchased Burfer a little over a year ago uh, from a, a gentleman who, who created it and uh, did a fantastic job making a lot of the items. Um, and we still carry a few of the items that that he uh, that he created back in the day. But we've kind of taken it to a different, yeah, different, different avenue. Place. Yep, yeah, different place and. Um, changed up the the logo, a lot of different things, <laughs> kind of what our kind of what the brand stands for and what the brand's all about. And we're gonna get into that today about the other side of Craig and Fall Lines on one side and now burfers on the other side of things. So it's like two face, you know, a little bit. of the coin. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun though. That's one thing I would always tell people, like, they're like, do you really enjoy doing all this? Or are you are you like you like you said before, like almost more than you can more, you know, biting off more than you can chew. And what I'd say is that like it's still like the same kind of adrenaline rush that I got when I was in the
0: military. Right. But now I, I just do it business wise and I just love it. Does everything, I guess like just before we jump to the next topic, speaking of that, does how do you, there's two things there I kind of want to talk about. How do you find that motivation one? And then two, like, does anything ever get boring?
1: No, I don't think so. That's just, that's just it. Like with me, like we're always getting new products in here. Sure. I'm already, I'm always searching to bring better things into the store In fact, actually, I'm working right now to bring two big brands into the store in 2022. Sweet. So that's pretty much a done deal. I just got to get all the proper paperwork and everything filled out and get that relationship going. Mm -hmm. But we're going to be introducing two bigger brands that people that are in the outdoors industry, a little bit of a higher quality brands. Sweet. Those are going to be coming in. So I'm constantly always trying to evolve the business and... Mm provide quality things that customers want. And I always, there'll be people that will come in here maybe once or twice. And, and I always try to treat people like family and yeah. I'll say, Hey, how's it going? You know, and we'll mm-hmm. kind of strike up a conversation and I'll say, Hey, qu- quick question for you. Have you heard of this brand? And a lot, you know, sometimes of course people are like, yeah, of course I've heard that brand. It's really great. And I'll say, well, we're really thinking about bringing it in here. If I brought that brand in here, is that something that you would be interested in purchasing? Mm-hmm. And you know, yes or no. Right. So those are, those are great feedback that we get from kind of on the spot questions and conversations. And and then like in 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 the same breath, if if that customer says, "I really don't know that brand," that's good feedback too, right? Because a lot of it's brand recognition. Yeah, awareness. Right, and these mm-hmm. brands obviously um, have the recognition for quality for a reason because mm-hmm. they're they provided it for a long time, or maybe they're a newer company, but they have a really good name on their on the street. So I don't get I don't get. Uh, I don't get bored with it at all. I mean, I love I love coming here every day, even mm-hmm. at home when when the, you know, answering emails and phone yeah. calls and stuff. You know, there's a time and place obviously. At some point in the day that you got to kind of just put it get away from it, but it's okay. constantly constantly doing things.
0: Yeah, I, I love it. I I do the same thing. I wake up, sometimes I'm already answering emails. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, hey. I've gotten some emails, uh, some text messages from you, uh, <laughs> a
1: little before five o'clock sometimes, and I'm and a little like, bit after know, if, midnight. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't know if Jerry went to sleep at all because <laughs> he knows I get up early to go to the gym, but I don't, I don't think he. Don't sometimes think he my
0: sleep. goal is to beat you, like see well, if I can get a text a message times, before yeah. I can get before you <laughs> get up, right? If I can just get that text off, sometimes that's an accomplishment for me because I know you're already at the gym way before I am. So I try, got to get in that routine. I think one, this is just a side note, talking since we're kind of on this path today. Uh, one really cool thing, and this is something I've, this is a, a thought I had this week. I had two different experiences. Uh, one, it was calling my bank, you know, and it's just the amount how much banks have really become not personable, desensitized. Desense, from, yes, yeah. is insane, totally you know. And I've worked at a bank for a number of years, but j- just that that touch point I had again, it was just like I I really despise this place. Um, and then. The counterpoint to that, I was working with another business this week and I called them and every time I've, I've called them three or four times this week, just getting some stuff set up and every time they pick up within like two rings mm-hmm. and I'm like that, that just doesn't happen. I mean, it happens no, in a small great. business community. Right. Totally. But that's that level of you, you're talking to somebody. Yeah, absolutely. I, cu- I couldn't agree with you more. And I just, oh, that was wow. Right. Just the, I just, you know, I, you forget that. Right. I forget that they are. Is the ability for someone to pick up that phone anymore? Because I'm right. so used to calling, going through a queue. Hey, can we call you back in twenty minutes yep. when we're available? Right. Sure. You know, that kind of thing. And that point of just being like, it was a good touch point every time yeah. is amazing. Right. And now you have that you know, was that the first time that you had any interaction with that company? Uh, not the first. I've done a couple of their seminars. Okay. Um, but it was more of like just talking but with you have them. a good taste you have a good taste in their mouth about them. Right? Yeah. I mean like, you're, yep. yeah, totally. And that's what I told, you know, and I like to tell people that too. And it's yep. probably, I'm like, my, I'm being my dad. That's you awesome know. to hear you say that. Thank you. Good customer service. And I think because I'm still in customer service, right. You know, um, I've had some good conversations this week and some bad ones yeah. where I've been like, Hey, you know, this was kind of a crappy, you know, decision on your part yep. as a company. And then there's some really, it's like, Hey, this was really awesome. So I've kind of really got the variety of, yeah. of I, things. I do that too. I. I I really
1: commend you for giving that feedback to them, right? Because I think sometimes businesses don't get that feedback Mm -hmm. and they may be doing it terrible for a long time, but no one ever says anything. Cause we talk about this all the time. in The podcast, nobody has the time, right? Right. But I'll deal with like even some of the brands that we carry in the store. Obviously you build relationships, not only with the rep of the brand, Mm -hmm. who's like the traveling salesman, literally the guy who goes around and shows you all the items that they carry. Yep. I have, I try to have great relationships with them because they can help really help your business. Yep. But I've also created relationships like with the billing department the accounting department for these bigger companies. So you get to know these people. Yeah. And I'll tell them all the time, you know, like if they're doing great things, I'll make sure I'm, you know, Hey, just want to let you know that you guys are awesome. You guys really do a great job of taking care of me as a dealer for you. And there's been times where it hasn't been that way. And I have not had a good rep mm-hmm. and I'll tell them that too. I really will. And I'll do it. I'll do it tactfully and cordially. I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not a jerk, you know, but people I think sometimes are f- need the feedback, but then the the other side of the coin is people are afraid to give that feedback as well. Hey, as long as you do it respectfully and tactfully, it's a positive, you know, like we used to always say in the military, like you learn a lot of things from like the really good leaders, but you also learn a really, a lot of really good things from bad leaders as well.
0: Oh, for sure. So people need the feedback. I agree. And I think in the, on this, the, like almost the smallest degree, if that person, that rep is really giving you that ability to like, wow, this is good it's really going to help that person too. And you never know where people are, you know, somebody could be having a really bad day, really bad news. And hopefully that's something to brighten up their day. And so even just you doing that, even if it doesn't get back to the company, right. It hopefully has an effect on them being like, you know what? I'm, I'm actually worthy in my job. It has purpose because somebody else is in someone validating that. Right. One thing I think,
1: you know, like you asked me as far as like with the business side of things, one thing that I do worry about I'm a very, very transparent with my company. People come and ask me questions about business. I'm very open to share. Um, I I do worry though, because when I first started this business, it was just me. You know, I'm the one doing everything Mm -hmm. and and building the relationships with our customers. And we we continue, we're very blessed. We're we continue to get new customers daily, but a lot of these folks are repeat customers. And I like to believe they are repeat customers because they, they, they've built something with the store owner. You know, the old-fashioned way of how it used to be. Right. Where you feel a sense of belonging to a, a business because you know, people know me, they know my story, they know my family. You know, maybe they don't know my family personally, but they know that I have a family and you know, how, how are they doing? So you build that interpersonal relationship with with the customers. What I do worry about, and I can understand it now from uh, when you see companies grow, right? is that I don't want to lose any of that, right? Because now I'm not here 24-7 like I used to be because now I'm out. We're, you know, dealing with different reps or I'm talking to different people or I'm going to different shows to look at gear. So I'm not in the store as much as I used to be. Like this trip that we're going to get into, That I mean, yes, that was, that was more on the burfer side of things, but I wasn't here. Mm-hmm. But I got great employees that are – that's where you really have to rely on hiring the right people so that they represent you yeah. and your brand, right? But I do worry about that because, as you know, like anybody, you know, I want the business to continue to grow, both businesses, falling in particular – with the with the with the um, storefront, mm-hmm. but I can't I can't be here all the time. Right. Nor should you. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it just I think if you want to have any if you want to grow the business and continue to like I said to bring cool things in here or quality things I should probably say more quality than cool mm-hmm. even though they are cool quality. Um, you can't be here all the time, and that's my only concern. And again, hiring the right people is number one. If anybody's looking to start a business, you know, you, obviously a lot of people can't have employees right away.
0: Right. Some can. Some, but some. Some can't hire the right people. Yeah. Human capital. I mean, I Oh my gosh. Yeah. You see that with so many times, you know, and it's about integrity too. Right. I mean, right. you have the right values. You hopefully look for employees with the right values. You know, how many disastrous nightmare stories are there? People are just like, we need bodies, bodies more than anything. And You're kind of running that now. Don't you think? I mean, there's for hire there's, you know, now hiring signs yep.
1: everywhere. Right. We were talking about that. It's funny. We, uh, I was with my in-laws, uh, today and we were driving back, uh, from Milwaukee and, we had that conversation about like people going and getting like their high school diploma or or even taking it one step further where they get their college diploma. Maybe you know the answer to this. But now like right now where the people are so desperately looking for to hire employees. Right. Especially now during the holidays, when they when you fill out a job application and you put on their high school you know, high school diploma, yes mm-hmm. or no, if somebody puts on their yes but never graduated from high school or if they now obviously if we're talking more of a, a general labor or maybe a job that doesn't require you to have advanced schooling. Sure. Are, th- are those employees really going to go and check to see if you really do have a high school diploma? Not at all. Right. Right. Now, obviously, if you get into something where it's more specified, right, so if you're an engineer or you're in financing and they and they require you to have X amount of degree and you put on there that, yeah, I graduated from UWSP and business. Right. I would hope that the employers are looking into that and wanting a copy of, I don't think you look at transcripts, but I'm sure a diploma, right? I mean, I'm, I, my business is so small. I haven't had to come across that, but I'm, I'm just, we talked about that, you know, like with, with, with the need of hiring employees so much, how far are you really, how far is the employer really digging into the background of an individual they're proposing to hire or bring onto their team? I don't know
0: the answer. I would hope it would be. Yeah. I, I hope it would be too. Or like, I have been running this all the time. You know, I get asked to be references frequently. And then how many businesses actually fall through on that? Yes. That's great. That's, That's a great point. It's a Me too. scary, like, and I, I mean, it's up to you, you run the business. I'm not telling you how to run your business, but it's like, if you're requiring it, I could put, you know, the president. And if you, if you don't know who the president is, you're like, oh, this person has a nice reference on there. Right. That's a great point. That's a great point.
1: And I, you know, I, I, I've been asked to be, be a reference quite a few times too. And very rarely have I ever been called by that, um,
0: potential Help. employer, Asking me questions. Yeah, exactly. It's the amount of work, you know, that you go to some monkey and then it's, it's hoop jumping. Like you want to go through the application process. If someone's trying to skirt your application process, they might not be a good fit for you. First thing. For right. Sure, for sure. Because, hey, this person is Integrity. obviously trying to take shortcuts already. Right. You know, I, I saw that was one of the, you know, top three things like a contractor was saying, hey, if somebody like tries to skirt this, like, are they going to follow your guidelines when you're gone? Probably not. Probably not. So, it's it's crazy but i mean human capital can't say enough about it i I think yes people are easily replaceable but if you have that attitude that's a scary attitude to have like you you can totally find somebody else to read it but if that if you're if you have that if you have that attitude and your star employee leaves Mm -hmm. it's a little different
1: right I, i learned that the hard way so i I had a job when I got out. Uh, the first time I had a little bit of break in service, I had a civilian job where I, I got hired into a manager position, right? And they had uh, we had employees, like I was able to do the interviews and hire the, you know, I had a, a guy higher than me that was obviously inside the interviews as well. But I had the ability to hire and, and you know let p- people go depending on how, how they did for the job. And I can remember, you know, um, we had several, we had different routes. It was a newspaper company. We had several, we had, seven or eight different routes that I was in charge of as a manager. Right. So I would have to hire these people to go out and deliver and stuff like that. Well, it, it was, it was very overwhelming. Like if we couldn't fill a certain route, it was very overwhelming for me then. Cause I, then it, it fell on me. Right. I had to go out there and fulfill that route. So I can remember I was very young, even though I had some leadership and experience from being in the military for a little while, I can remember making the mistake of keeping people on that job longer than they probably should have been, even though they did a subpar job at certain in certain areas but because I didn't, not that I didn't, want, I didn't work hard, but not, not because I didn't want to be chasing all over the county to fulfill the, some of the things that they've missed. Yeah. I didn't let some of these people go. Yeah. So the quality of employees that I had working for me was not that great, which in turn what happened was people called because they weren't getting their mail on time. Uh, some people didn't get their mail for the evening. You know, blah, 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 blah. The, the list goes on. But then there was another guy who was out, you know, there was four of us. The other manager he would bring a person on and if they didn't fit the bill in two days, he'd fire them and he'd be out there delivering. Right. He, he was putting in a ton of hours and I was like, man, I don't know if, what's this guy doing, but you know what? He was smart. Right. Cause he was finding the right people. Once he found the right people to fulfill those jobs, then his job got super easy and then all he had to do was manage people and not be the actual person out on the route. So that was a really hard lesson for me and it fits perfectly what you're saying is, you know, you got to hire the right people and be willing if that person doesn't work out for your company or for the position,
0: you got to, you know. I think in the, the even bigger part of that is like, and and I think it from like the employee team perspective, I am, you know, one of many people in a team. And if I'm keep looking around and I'm like, well, that person sucks and that person sucks and that person sucks. And it's not like nothing against them as a human being, but like we're on a team, right? You hope that person is yeah, yeah. pulling their weight, right? You know, you're hoping that person is an asset because at the end of the day, you are trading your time for money. And we've said this, I think before, when you trade your time for money is my time, just as value as somebody else who's like doing half of the amount of work, right? If you're paying them, you know, you're probably paying them close to the same. You are saying in the end that they are. So, right. It's tough. And I, and I agree like, and it's, and if you, if you're that guy who creates this amazing team, you were saying, Hey, and this is the really important part. I think too, that manager is willing to do, he's not asking you to do something that he wouldn't do for sure. And that's something you do at fall line. For sure. You would like never ask somebody to do something that you wouldn't do. Right. And I think that, and like back to that work ethic thing, that that's an aspect of it. And that's something that we sometimes lose track of. It's, right. I'm this manager. I, I worked hard for here. So now I can kind of like put my feet up a little bit more. Right right.
1: Well, yeah, and it takes time it takes time and like I, like I just admitted with uh, my experience when I was younger I just I didn't learn that lesson right It was a hard lesson that I had to learn and it, like you, you couldn't summarize it any better. I was putting in a ton of hours because I didn't have the right people in the right places and I didn't have a good team right So instead of you know so instead of doing what this guy did to my right, which was, if the person didn't work out after two days, they were gone, even though he had to go back out on the route. Right. He made sure that he had the right people in place. And so it was an investment in his time, but it was also an investment in these, in these people. And they were very They were very productive and they were overall it was a great experience for the company. Right. So, exactly. y- you
0: know, it took a while for me to learn that though. You yeah. Know? Hey, I mean, but I think that's something I've been learning too. It is hard to be like, yeah, this, it's going to make more work for myself in the short time, but it's all about, you know, life is so much a marathon, not a sprint. Right. Oh yeah. Big time. When you're younger, you don't see it that way though. So
1: you want instant, like you were saying, uh, you said in the podcast last, uh, second to last one, we talked about you know, instant gratification, right? People want instant gratification. They go get a job somewhere. They're making halfway decent money. Naked you know, the potential is, is, is there to make more, but they, so as soon as they start making that money, it's like, Oh, I'm going to go and buy a new car. Yeah. <laughs> well, how much is that going to cost you per month? Well, it's only $450 a month. Right. Right. But and don't get me wrong, you need to treat yourself. You do, yeah. You, you gotta take care of yourself, you gotta treat yourself, but like, that there's, that, there's that instant gratification instead of, hey, let's like, let's work here for a while, let's still drive the, the car that I had in high school mm-hmm. and, and continue to work hard to make more money and then when things
0: are very comfortable, then if I can afford it. Right. That was like one of the, you know, best pieces of advice I've ever gotten is like, you know, live within your means. And I think that's that's the moral of it, you know. Just because you make, if you can go to a new job, you could hop from a new job, 50, 60, 70, but if you keep spending 50 60 70 yeah you haven't moved up no. you've really just stayed the same sure you have more nice things you know that's great I mean that's what you want to do that's your prerogative but you know at the end of the day sometimes when you buy things they're they're things that you want and they're not assets that make you money right you know if you have a truck and you're a roofer and you're using that truck to make money that's a great investment right right but right. if you bought a Lamborghini I strap a ladder to a Lamborghini. I'm sure I could figure it out. <laughs> Just put the old uh, dump trailer behind her. Right.
1: Well, no, I, I, again, I don't, there's, I don't disagree with you a whole lot on stuff. And I would agree with that on that statement as well. Yeah. I think, I think sometimes though, too, like if you are, if you are doing well enough where, yeah. you know, you can have a, a sports car or you can, maybe you don't need a pickup truck for work, but you would like to have a pickup truck to haul your boat or, or, oh, for or sure. you know, whatever, whatever the case may be, you know, life is short without a doubt, you know, um, live it the best you can. As long as you're living within your means, I, I agree sure. with that. That's, but you know, we're talking like old guys here.
0: Yeah, this is. what, Hey, <laughs> if, is gets, if
1: we were in a podcast and we were in our 20s, we'd be saying that. I'd be like, oh man, you know, guess what? I went and looked at that brand new Ford Bronco that just came out. I think I'm gonna go buy it. Well, how much is it per month? Oh, it doesn't matter. It's like
0: 800 a month. Yeah, but I think I'm gonna. I would look so good in that Bronco. No, I just I don't know. Like I guess that's what I. Those moments when I when I applied for my loan for my home, they were like, you know, how much debt do you have? Like, well, you know, I've got some student loans. Like about $13,000 and, you know, and I already paid off a good chunk of it before that. And he's like, oh, do you have any, like, oh, I have in credit card debt, but it's paid off like every month. And he's like, "He's like, you know, like, and it's all about the debt to income ratio. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, you're just super good. You're super good. And I'm like, man, like, and, and you know, it didn't feel like it, but the way it's sometimes viewed, it's like monthly, right? So you're, you you yeah. you put your, stack yourself up monthly. It's like, well, this month, if you just keep earning, you're good to go. right? And sometimes that's like, I'm sure among probably a lot of people who listen to this, there's that, there's a beauty in sometimes being a little bit more debt-free or having that freedom. So, right. I uh, agree. You got to have the boat, you got to have the fun, but it's, it's a, it's a trade-off, right? You oh, know? it is. It is. Right. Well, and I think it'd be cool to,
1: to have somebody on here at some point too, in the podcast that maybe knows a little bit more about that stuff than we do just to kind of talk about it. Cause I, I find that interesting mm-hmm. for sure. You know, and I think there's probably other folks out there too, that would find it interesting that, you know, like a financial planner or yeah. somebody, you know, mortgage lender, I don't know, whatever the case may be, but those, those are kind of cool things I know that you and I had talked about wanting to do on this podcast to yeah. have some fun, like we did with our holiday special, um, but also to have good information too that we can put out there. So it's interesting for folks to listen to and maybe pick up a few things that they didn't know prior to listening. So
0: yeah, I think yeah, I think that's an, in closing for this section. I think that's good. We kind of riffed on some stuff, but I think that's in the end of the day, that's what it's about: two guys just sitting in a ghost town on yeah. some rocking chairs next to a waterfall. <laughs> right. It's I'm, I'm world building over here. Yeah, you are. I like it. I so. like it. So, Craig, you just got back. I mean, like, not just back, but, you
1: know. Right, yeah, a few weeks ago. In a relative time. A few weeks ago, yeah. So to kind of go a little bit into, um, so with Burr Fur Company, we, I'm kind of like this, I always tell this to, uh, I always tell us to Amy and stuff, like, I always wanted, I, I, I love the, the theory or the idea of, like, the ranching and farming life. Um, to me, it's... Um, it's just like we talked about, like in episode two, with hard work, you know that kind of lifestyle, you've got to put the work and time and effort, energy and effort into it. And I think that's really kind of how we we built the Burfer brand. How we're how we're building the Burfer brand going forward. How we kind of rebranded it. Um, you know, we use um, you know bison bison hide for our work gloves, our, our mittens, and that's just a hardy animal. And I think that's kind of like what that brand is to us is the ranch, the farm, blue collar lifestyle. Get out there use these for your, you know, use these for your hands for tools to get things done type of, type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had the opportunity, I got asked, uh, which was awesome. I got asked the opportunity to go out to Wyoming, um, out to a working cattle ranch. Okay. So we headed out
0: there and, uh, yeah, let's. So go. I guess for people that don't know. Yeah. Burfer, like what is the ethos of Burfer.
1: Well, basically, it's like small batch, so it's almost like coffee, right, to an extent. We make small batches right. of hardy work gloves, insulated work gloves, and regular work gloves. And then a couple other things. We did some wool mittens, and there's some other things that we have kind of uh, kept with the brand, but we've, our big initiative is to make these hardy work gloves, basically, for men and women. Right. Um, and yeah. something, that, something that has, you know, like,
0: you know, especially here in the Midwest, or even out West, something that's going to protect your hands from the elements. Right. You know, bringing in back that heritage of the bison Correct. with the American, you know, it, it's very American. To yeah, th- Oh yeah. Big time. Very American. So,
1: so yeah, I mean, we, so it was a great opportunity for us to go out there and basically work in this, uh, work at this cattle ranch. I wore, I wore the, I wore the uh, burfer work gloves and the insulated gloves. Cause the temperatures were one day it was like 60. A bit chilly. It was a bit chilly. <laughs> one day it was 60. It was beautiful out. So I was wearing the work gloves. We were—I'll um, get into a little bit—but we were we were uh, rebuilding barn doors and hanging barn doors on some of the barns and stuff. And and the next day we actually got to um, get some uh, get the cows loaded up on some trucks to go out to the uh, ranch for the winter. They're going to a different ranch for the winter to winter winter the cattle. So I was able to use the insulated gloves. So it was a great way to actually
0: apply and use these products that we right that we sell and we when we do say that we like we you know when I know our post it's like we do test these things and it's not just a joke it's not something people say you know hey we've tested this you yeah. know no we go out there you know whether it be fencing wood cutting I had a buddy take them fly or um ice fishing yeah. you know those kind of things right it's not something where it's just like yeah don't worry it's tested I wore them for a day you know Right. They're actually in real life applications for sure. For sure. And that's why like
1: when we, like we talked about with falling earlier, like the feedback we get, right. I mean, we use, we use Kevlar threading in these mittens and these gloves. Mm -hmm. It's hardy. You're not going to go out there and start stacking some firewood and all of a sudden the seams are going to pop on it. Um, If it does, obviously we're going to take care of you. But my point is it shouldn't do that. We know we're making sure that we're putting these things together. Right. Um, and they're going to be hardy and they're going to last you. Yeah. Um, And keep your fingers warm. We had a lot of great feedback so far. Um, that these are probably some you know some of these some of the warmer gloves that they've ever owned. Good, hey, you know, right. I love that. Exactly, right. And with that leather, that bison. So, you know, Wisconsin buckskin. Everybody uses a lot of buckskin. Yep. Buckskin's been used for a long, long time, of course. Too, bison hide is a little bit tougher. Um, so we decided to keep with that American heritage. We decided to go with the bison. Yep. And uh, something that you can you know you can really pound on and, and apply, use these things and. They're gonna keep coming back for more. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when that that leather gets beat on, it looks better and better as you continue yeah, to beat on the patina. On. Exactly.
0: Yeah, we have a lot of friends who do leather work, and that's that's really big. Always watching like the patina on things, right? Or like you know, I have a you know a Brooks leather saddle on my bike, and that's super fun to just watch as you ride it. Like it, it gets more p- patina over time. Yeah. Okay, so you're out there. Yeah. So we drove out there. It's like
1: 12 hours from Wisconsin to go out to Wyoming. Um, beautiful drive. Um, can't say it was a beautiful drive going through Minnesota. Just kidding if you're from Minnesota. <laughs> um, so, uh, South Dakota, though, really cool. Um, we went up through Deadwood. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been to Deadwood before. Deadwood, South Dakota. Just a really cool historical. I've probably passed through. I haven't. I yeah, don't it's know. kind of up in the hills. It's up in the Black Hills. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ranch that we were uh, that we went to is not that far into Wyoming, on the east side of Wyoming. Got it. And um, so we kind of, yeah. we drove through there and went, uh, went up there with a, a really good friend of mine, a gentleman that I, I got to meet, ironically, at the gym. Tony, ah, Tony okay. Matt yep, Tony, I know who Tony, it is. Yep, Tony's a farmer. Uh, well, actually, Tony owns a family farm, has a family farm with some siblings, but then he also is a, does horseshoes for a living. Sure. So he's really great with horses. Um, it's one of the probably one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Yeah, he's super nice. Super nice, hardworking guy. Um,
0: he's featured in some photos. He's featured in some yeah. photos so for else, You might see him. Yep. That's, that's Tony.
1: Yeah. So. But he's just a just a down to earth, super nice guy. So he was the one who asked me if I'd be interested in going out there with him. I was like, heck yeah. I, 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 Before, when I was getting ready to graduate high school, I actually looked at going out being a ranch hand out west. Really? Yeah. And it just never.
0: Well, you told me, like, when you guys were looking at new houses, you guys were looking at houses, even for the idea of having, like, you know, a farm or eventually someday, like, bikes would be really cool or stuff like that. Right. So right. it's definitely been something. It's one of those, like, passion projects I always know about you. You right. Know, it's, it, that's kind of where your heart lies, if right. that if that makes sense. Yeah. I think I think
1: you're hundred percent right. Like I, I love the outdoors and what we've created with Fall Line, but I absolutely love putting on a pair of jeans and cowboy boots and getting to work. I mean that's just Cowboy this Craig. Cowboy yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't know quite how to, what to say to that one. No. Um
0: yeah! <laughs> It's you! Ooh! It's you It's you, it's you, it's you it's really you That's me. <laughs> There's a snake in my boat. Ha, it is you. Please stop saying that.
1: No, but yeah, I mean yeehaw like Yeehaw is the appropriate answer. Yeah, yeehaw. Yeehaw. Um but no, I just I just something to, something to be said, like when you do that, like when I when I throw when I throw the, those on those on, it's time to go to work, right? And it's yeah. just that hard work ethic. So um so yeah, so we went out there. Um and the whole premise was that like I was kind of explaining before, is like so this is kind of like a three season ranch now. Okay. Um, it used to be back in the day. So the, fa- the ranch has been um, in the family since the late 1800s in Wyoming. Sure. And um, the, uh, the ranch used to be a, you know, a full, full-time working ranch. Uh, they would have cowboys come and, you know, help them bring the, you know, take the, cow, the cows, uh, excuse me, the, yeah, the cows and out to the Black Hills. Mm-hmm. And they would graze in the Black Hills all summer. And then in the fall, they would actually bring the cows out of the Black Hills down to the ranch. Put them into the corral, run them through the shoots, have the veterinarian check them out, make sure everything's ready to go, um, and then they would go back out and graze for a while until, um, I mean, they would stay there in winter, right around. Um, now it's just a three three season ranch. the um, The owners of the ranch um, are getting a little bit up there in age, and sure, still love doing it. Um, they can't, ironically, can't find some of the same help that they the ranches once used to get, so they've. Um, they just found it, found it to be more effective financially, and just more effective to send the the herd to a, uh, a different ranch, a full time ranch, right. where then they're just they're taken care of through the winter and fed and stuff like that. So the whole premises of the trip was for us to go out there and um, help get to the uh, bring the cows in from the ran, uh, from uh, from grazing just outside of the ranch, bring them into the corral, run them through, um, and get them loaded up on semi trucks to get to the winter to the winter. Semi trucks, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when we went out there, um, we were really fortunate with nice weather. Usually, Wyoming. This is from my understanding because I haven't really spent a whole lot of time in Wyoming, but usually it's very similar to Wisconsin. But out there, they don't have the trees, right? You know, this ranch is over two. You know, I I think the ranch is well over two thousand acres. So we're wow. talking, yeah. So this is a big ranch. This right. is this isn't like you know a couple hundred acres. This is well over a couple thousand acre ranch, right? Uh, but we got out there, it was in the sixties, um, the one day that we were there, but it was very cool. You know, like if, if nobody's really had the experience and if, if folks are listening that have had the experience, they can relate to it, but I've never, never really been around that before, but it's just, it's, it's, it's just a different lifestyle out there. I'm not Definitely. saying it's any better than the Midwest, but it's just a different lifestyle. You know, you get up early in the morning before the sun comes up, have your breakfast. It's like, you know, then you go out there and you work, you come in for lunch, get fed and then you're back out there again until dark. And then you come in for dinner. We might have had a cocktail hour before we ate. <laughs> <laughs> but then we had dinner, and pretty much we were in bed by like 7.30 at night, 7.30, 8 o'clock at night. You're like, you're spent. Right. Um, So she, um, the ranch owner needed some help. Um, like I was saying, the winds out there are really strong. They come whipping through the Black Hills. and um, So tell me
0: about, like, explain the location, you know, like for people yeah, who are. So
1: the ranch is located on the outskirts of the Black Hills. Okay. Um, what does it look like? Yeah, I mean it's just it's like you would think like have you ever watched like the show Yellowstone? Yeah. Okay. So it's very similar to that except that one's in there in Montana. There's a little more trees and some more mountains. Yep. Where this setting's in Wyoming where it's a little more arid. Um, you don't have the you don't have the trees, but you got the beautiful black hills. So I mean it's it's beautiful. Sure. I mean, i am throwing some pictures up on on Burfer. Uh, yeah, I've seen some, a couple. be some more too, but just traditional old school ranch you know like yeah the, the, like the, in a movie like yeah it feels it, like you're in a movie totally like okay. you're in a movie yeah the uh the, the the original ranch house is made out of log and uh inside everything's very western you know old barns horse barn they had uh field stone rock on the on the as the the floor for the horse barn really? where the stalls are wow and i'm like wow this is really cool and tony's like yeah it's pretty cool until you gotta pick up horse manure it's not. It's not going to just be sliding around, you know. He's a horse guy, so he knows. Yeah, that. exactly, exactly. But you know, they you still use windmills to pump water from the ground and put it into the troughs. Dang. Yeah. So I mean, they still. So a lot of these practices. That's just it. I think that's probably the best way to describe it. Like going out to Wyoming to me was like going back in time. Yeah. And this 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 particular ranch has has awesome history to it, and I'll get into that here in a second. Sure. Um, but yeah, so it's just very, very arid, uh, desolate. Not a lot of trees, but the black hills are just gorgeous. It's just the sunsets at night were just amazing. Yes. Yeah. Um. But uh, so yeah, so we helped hang some barn doors. Um, we we had to rebuild a couple of them. Actually build them. Yeah. She had uh, they had lumber sitting there. And we rebuilt the doors. We hung them on some tracks. The tracks were all bent to bejesus from the wind. So we used a tractor and kind of did that and worked together. There was three of us. Um, another gentleman. Uh, that was from Wisconsin. I was out in Colorado, met us there. So it was three of us, basically. And uh, so that was on uh, that was on a Monday. And then mm-hmm. the plan was to move the, the, the cattle from out in the grazing in the pasture, bring them into the barn the next day. So we got up very early in the morning on a Tuesday, and they went and got the horses and settled up the horses right away. They were going to go move the cattle on horses. Right. Um, I haven't ridden a horse in a while, so I was like, hey, they had four wheelers sitting there. They use a lot of they use four wheelers a lot of times. In sure. So, yeah. I went out on four wheeler, and they um, both those gentlemen went on horses. But see, the horses don't get ridden all that much. They do. I mean, they get they go on the cattle drives. They bring the, the cows out, you know, out of the Black Hills. But a lot of these horses are out grazing, um, out in pasture with the cows. So they brought the they brought the horses in Monday night, and the horses are like just full of the old peat, you know. They're, they're just full of piss and vinegar like they're ready to go yeah. like they know something's going on um so tony actually um tuesday morning got him saddled up and took the horse out in the round pen and actually ran the horse around in the round pen just to kind of get some energy out of him yeah settle it down exactly because he's like boy if i get on this horse to go out and get these cattle this thing is gonna be bucking and um but it was really cool he's very he's a you know definitely a horseman horsemanship that he's got is awesome and just so
0: much fun to learn from him and see how he handles things so I was just in awe to watch him kind of do well, this. yeah, his disposition, I think is amazing. you know what I mean He's yeah. somebody you can tell who works with animals a lot because he's just got this like inner calm. I don't know if that's a good way to describe yeah. it, but when I work like when I work we worked with him, yep. you know he's just like he's very sensible, very calm. Right. he doesn't make like fast movements, you know no. like somebody who like boom 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 flying all over the place. you know he's just very very methodical right. in his movements. And I right. think that it just, to me, it lends really well into being like you have, you know, you know, he's an older guy. So like, you know, he's probably had experience with that, exactly. but he's also, there's that mentality, right? right. When, you know, you work in an industry for so long that that industry kind of like some gets entwined into you. Yeah. So, well, yeah. And he's been the kind of guy, so
1: he grew up as a farm, farm kid. So he's got that work ethic. Right. And then he we got to know a lot, a lot about each other driving out 20, 12, you know, basically 24 hours there and back. But he would actually, when he was younger, he would he would go around and work on different ranches. He would just literally go up to the ranches and say, hey, I'm just, I'm from Wisconsin, I'm here, Do you, you know, want to know if you guys need any help for free. I mean, like, he just wants, he's, just a, he's that kind of guy where he's just a good person, where he was just like, I love the lifestyle, mm-hmm. I love to be able to help out, and that's how he got turned on to this particular ranch. 18 years prior to that, he drove down their driveway, which is a mile long, to this ranch, and they just had lost their ranch hand. Inconsistent, you know, unfortunately yep. out there, inconsistent help. Yep. And it was like a godsend for them. He came there, and 18 years later, here we are, where he still goes out there, you know, multiple times a year to help out on the ranch. So anyways, getting back to this horse, it was really cool because what he was doing is trying to tire this horse out and basically try to have the horse submit to him. Um, and what I mean by that is yeah, at some point the horse will stop trotting, and the whole idea is, you know, you want the horse to face you and then come up and touch you. To basically let you know, like, okay, I'm done. I'm, i yeah. I got everything out of me. I'm ready to kind of calm down here, and you know, let's 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 go out and chase some cows. Right. So we did that. We went in and had breakfast, and then so we went back out. It was getting light out at that point, and um, so I yeah, they took off on horseback. I, I had the job of getting on the four wheeler and heading out there out into the ra- um, heading out there to get, bring the. As soon as I started heading out there, right. I got about a mile away from the ranch, and all these cows see me. And they must have knew something was going on. They all start running. So we're talking about not all of them. So there's, right. there's roughly close to 400, 400 cows. That I was going right? Yeah, was. close to 400 cows. I would say like 180 cows are like starting to like run towards me. Now, here I am from Wisconsin, right? Like, I've never seen this before. I'm like, what is going on here? Like, right. I was a little nervous, but I was like, oh, I'm on a four-wheeler. I'm okay. And, that you know, no big deal. Well, they start running towards me. So I'm like, well, let's apply a little common sense here. If they're going to run towards me, let's turn the four-wheeler around and start heading back towards the ranch and see if they'll kind of, like, fall in line, right? Because that's what they were trying to do is bring them back into the ranch. Right. And sure enough, like, they've obviously done this before. So I turned the four-wheeler around, started heading towards back towards the ranch. All of a sudden, these, literally all these cows start kind of getting in line. as they And as they're running, and cows run. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they kind of ran all the way back and linked up with the other herd that was coming in, and they all kind of fuddled into the corral. And there were some more cows way off to the right, so I got asked to go out there and check and see if I could bring those in as well. And uh, the fog's rolling in at this point. Yeah. So it's getting, like, now you can't even see the ranch where I'm at. How do you communicate with the guys? Are you just... Well, you're kind of on your own. Okay. Because they're on horseback. Right. And they're out to the wind, basically, getting, bringing the herds in. And I'm I'm on a machine, so even if somebody was yelling at me... Well, first off, you're so far out there. no You're not going to hear anybody yell. Sure. But, so it's kind of like... All right, I did, yeah, I didn't yeah. know if you guys had walkies. Or, no, I mean, know. that would have been a great idea. But I think more more than anything, you know, like, it was just... This is how they've always done it. Right. No, totally. This is just how they've always done it. I mean, minus having the four wheeler. I mean, back in the day, everybody got on horseback, went out there and, and got them. And they still do that to this day. It's the yeah. same practice from the 1800s. It's, it's, like I said, it's really cool throwback. So, anyways, I went out and I was, uh, unfortunately, the cows that they were asking me to go get later on, I found out that they weren't, they didn't belong to the, to the ranch. So I'm glad I didn't bring them back. Sure. <laughs> um, but I kind of swept the area. This fog was rolling in. Uh, I headed back to the ranch. Nobody thought I was lost. And, um, at that point, they had all the, about the 400 head of cows, you know, all in the corrals and ready to go. Now, the cool thing I didn't realize, so anything, I hope I don't get this wrong, but west of the Missouri River, I believe the Missouri runs through South Dakota. Hope I'm, I hope I'm not wrong on that. Maybe it's not the Missouri, but there's a river that runs through South Dakota. We cross on I-90 as we're coming out there, and that was explained to me that if you transport livestock, horses, cows, whatever, outside of the state, you have to have a brand inspection. So all these animals have to be branded. Sure. From each ranch. So before, she, before they can move the cows to this different ranch, they actually had to have a, hire a brand inspector to come out. And he had to watch all the cows run by. And they all have them on one side mm-hmm. and verify that there was no other brands from the different ranches in there. Because obviously they've had that issue. And that's been around since the 1800s. That was just practice. Really? Yeah. So now if you're, if you're east of the river from South Dakota, you don't have to have anything branded. So like Wisconsin, you don't have to have your cattle branded or anything. It's only a Western
0: thing. Hmm. Didn't know that. Is it because they have like so much open, I think, open field? I think you know, I think that has a lot to do with it. Sure.
1: And I'm sure back in the day, somebody was stealing cattle, and the only way they could identify that he was that the person was stealing it was by the brand, because you're not covering you're not covering a brand up.
0: Well, and you're also there's not many people out there, right? Right. I mean, I think there's five hundred thousand people in the state of Wyoming. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I did the math because I did my EMT out there. Oh, okay. That's okay. right. You said that. You yeah. spent some time out there. So.
1: But yeah, so the brand inspector came through, verified everything was good to go. They got a head count, and then basically my job was to, to just kind of, you know, they can only f- put forty five head, you know, head on a truck. Right. So the semi trucks got there, they backed up, and um, pretty quick I, process. Yeah, it is a pretty quick process. So these cattle have been moved um, by semi before, so they kind of knew something like, well, they're excited because they know they're going to go to greener pasture to graze for the winter, right? So they're it's really weird you to say that, but you could tell the cows were. They weren't mooing. I guess that was what you would say. It's probably a more technical term that I'm messing up, but okay. they were just, you know, they were, they were they were real calm, sitting in the pens, waiting waiting their turn to go. But you know, so we would separate about forty five of them. My job was to kind of push them up to the next crew, and then the crew had them in the round pen, and they would count off. Hey, we need ten more. You know, over here. And I didn't realize these semi trailers, these livestock trailers that you see with the semis pull them. Mm-hmm. Um, they're two tiered, really. So you can you can put c- uh, cattle up on top, and then they. Close that off, and then you can run cattle cattle underneath them as well. Sure. So yeah, so they've about 40, 45 to fifty head per truck, so they I think they had seven or eight semi semi trucks. That's still I mean that's a lot of trucks. It really is, yeah. And this cow was like, you didn't have to do, give much convincing for them to run up the ramp to go in the truck. So yeah, they went up there, and so just for people know when they see cattle trucks going down the road, they're not going to the they're not going to the processing plant. A lot of these cattle are a lot of these they, they, the, the cattle that they have are not for beef. These aren't beef cattle, right? They produce, they have these cattle to produce, um, uh, calves, and sure. then they sell the calves off. Um, sure. And that's, so that's what this ranch particular ranch does, but that's really cool. It, it was I a really, that. really cool opportunity. Yeah, for sure. And like I said, you know, we got to meet a couple of the neighbors, just super nice people. Um, but they all, you know, everybody comes over, neighbors come over and help, you know, help, help uh, each, each rancher out to get some of these tasks done. But it was just a, Super cool experience. I got. I, I must have did something right. I got invited to come back in the spring when they're gonna have the cattle go out to the Black Hills and graze. So, well, so a couple of cool historical things yeah. that I'll share real quick is so. Please. They have a um. They have a, a contract with the government to graze their cattle in the Black Hills. So the Black Hill, a lot of the Black Hills is federal land, mm-hmm. and uh, so they have a contract that they've had and as long as the the the. Family, the ranch stays in the family name for generations. Mm-hmm. This agreement stays intact. But if that ranch is sold to a new owner, that agreement's broken. Mm-hmm. And now they can't, they can't, they can't graze their cattle on, on this, on these um, federal lands. So that was kind of cool to me that this branch has been in. You know, have, has been around since the late 1800s and they've had this agreement with the.
0: So it's still, so from the
1: original. Correct. It's still in the same family it's line. Still in the same family line. So over, you know, definitely over 100 years and they're still able to graze their cattle up into the Black Hills on federal land. Wow. Which is just really cool. Um, and then the other really cool thing too. So I, you know, when I first got there, um, I kind of asked a little bit about the history to the owners and they said that um, in um, 1874, General Custer. Took um, a large amount of soldiers. He traveled with like a band. <laughs> I don't know why he'd bring a band on an expedition, but he did. That's what they did. They did. Yeah. Uh, reporters, you know, people that you know could write really well to t- kind of tell the story to document this trip, and they did this uh, Black Hills expedition, mm-hmm. and they actually rode through this ranch's landed, and they've actually found ar- uh, artifacts, really from like from the cavalry soldiers' buttons and uh, horseshoes, and, and so they've got it all documented, and they wrote this. There's a really cool book out there about. General Custer's um, expedition in 1874. Yeah, it's right through the ranch. Right. Um, and then they um, there was other areas not, not far from the ranch where it actually was like a lookout point. I don't remember the name of the actual mountain or the lookout point. Mm-hmm. But General Custer went up there with some of his um, officers, and they were actually scouting out to find different areas that they could go through. To check out the Black Hills. So they're looking for avenues to take wagons. And cause, I mean, they, they're, t- they're traveling this large party. Yeah. Well, the Native Americans knew that he was up there and he was scouting this land out. So when he was up there doing it, they set a bunch of fires to create a smoke screen. Oh. So that he couldn't see the way to go to travel through the Black Hills. It's kind of genius. Really? Yeah. 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 Actually, a pretty cool tactic if you think about yeah, it. Yeah. No, that's. Yeah. That's so that was hard super right close to, to this ranch that I was at. So, you know, you're just there thinking about all this history and the. You know, um, at one point in the late 1800s, the Native Americans um, put up their winter camp on the ranch. Yeah. And they used rocks around the teepees to keep the wind out and the snow. Mm-hmm. And when they pulled up and moved out, those rock rings are still there to this day. How cool is that?
0: That's rad. Yeah.
1: And, and nobody disturbed it. After all this time, nobody disturbed it. Um, So just totally tons of history. And I love history. Yeah. So it's like the icing on the cake. <laughs> so hopefully at some point when I get back there... Um, you know, we are going to get on horseback and go and check out the rest of the ranch and see some of these different sites, some of the historical stuff that's going on. But it just really falls in line with Burfer. You know, it really is quintessential, like, what the brand is all about, what we did for, you know, we were only there for a couple days. Right. But it was it was fantastic. It really was.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. I, I mean, that's super, super unique, right? Yeah. And I know I'm glad that you, I, I figured the stuff with Tony would, always pan out he seems like a great guy and it always just seems to you keep finding more and more very genuine like-minded people but i think that's what you do yeah. when you're open you know you talk to people you're yeah. friendly you know good things come well yeah you know and the thing is you know like i
1: could have gone out there and and we could have been rebuilding these barn doors and everything and i just sat you know didn't have a really good work ethic and it would have been like oh okay well thanks for coming out here but right. that's it <laughs> apparently i left a pretty good impression which i appreciate um, but like I told him, like, this isn't work to me. This is, this is fun. Right. This is what I like to do to kind of unplug is to get my hands dirty and do some hard work, putting along and you know, put long hours in.
0: Right. Well, how many people though show up? Right. I mean, that's the thing. Right. Right. The world belongs to people who show up. That's, a, that's kind of one of the mottos I've yeah. had for a long time. Yeah. I, I've been blessed. I
1: mean, I really have. I've, I've, I've been blessed with unique opportunities. Like you said, being open to doing certain things and meeting certain people and being open to. You know, really, I think I always say this to people: like, it's reassuring to know there's really good people out there. Yeah, there really is. I think sometimes when we live in a world where you don't, you hear all the negative stuff, you Mm -hmm. don't hear a lot of positive stuff. It's really nice to meet really good people with good, genuine values. Who, you know, it's about hard work and taking care of one another. Um, We all, you know, we shared a meal three times a day, uh, told good stories, but it was just reassuring to me. That I think we're going to be okay in the end of, end of things, yeah, as a society, because there are still
0: a plethora of really good people out there, right? I mean, the other thing too is like they have how many people out there working? You know, it's three seasons, but they probably don't have a lot of people. So when you are willing, it's a lot of family, right? Three people are coming from you know two different states, right? That's a big deal. Yeah. Well, and these barn
1: doors. I mean, like when I talk about barn door, we're talking barns. I mean, we're not talking small little garages right i mean literally like they had the lumber the rough cut lumber sitting there we measured and built these barn doors and then we had to re my everything hang everything on the tracks and everything i mean like that was for essentially doing all that in a day and a half because then, on top of it we had to move the cattle right um we got a lot of stuff done so a day mean, and a half you were there so i was there for three days three days okay two days were on i call it two days on the ground where we're actually doing stuff right um, but we got a lot of stuff done And they were they were, pick, they were tickle pink That we Like you said We came out there Right You know We were just there to help out We're not asking for any money Right You know They took they took very good care of us As far as feeding us and stuff And we stayed in the bunkhouse Just like You know Just back in the day Back in the day Stayed in the bunkhouse And worked hard And it wasn't wasn't It wasn't hard work It was It was enjoyable It was totally enjoyable And yeah. what an awesome experience Got a little cow crap on my boots That I brought back to Wisconsin So that was kind of <laughs> cool too And uh
0: what did Dylan say? Your well, son? he's he's
1: he's he's jealous. He wants to, okay. you know, he wants to get out there. I think he would do really well out there. So hopefully, the plan is that we can get next time we go out there, we can get him out there and do the whole thing. So it'd
0: be yeah, it's all about family. It really it is. is. Well, like you said, most people helping him out are family, right? And in, and in a way, you, the more you help out, the more like you get ingrained, like you become family for sure. And that's really where where Tony has put himself after 18 years of going out there and
1: helping. You could tell, like the interactions that he has with the owners is like their family. Yeah, that you know he brought Christmas gifts out to them. They're um, they talk on the phone quite frequently. They know you know they they know how their everybody's kids are doing. Um, in fact, Tony's daughter has been out to the ranch multiple multiple times. She actually spent the whole summer out there one time and helped out. So they're very close with his daughter, and uh, it's just a great way of life. It really is. it's not for everybody. Sure, you know it's not for everybody. Um, but there's definitely like they don't turn TV on, on out there you would never know that there's anything That's going on in the world if you you know when I was out there like we no TV no tele you know uh no TV no no radio it was just conversation yeah sitting around having a meal having a having a beverage and having a conversation about the ranch and how things are going you know cow prices
0: you know how you know all these different things right. what we didn't bring up really anything else yeah you unplugged I mean yeah really. big time. i mean for somebody who you know business. We're always on our phones. Yep. You know, you and I are at least talking like once, sometimes even twice a day at times. So to just get away from that, like yeah. that probably felt good too. Yeah, it did. It did. I totally bought into
1: the idea of being out there without yeah. a doubt. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if another Falling Outfitters out there would be good or bad. I don't know.
0: There's some really <laughs> sweet. Yeah. There's well, there's some, great fly fishing out there too. Right. But, uh, Lander, Wyoming, that's a great place. The next, Falling Outfitters. Right. It's a sweet little, like, town out there. About an hour, I think an hour and a half from the Tetons. Correct me if I'm wrong. Pete. Yeah, you're not far. Yeah, so it's right, you know, it's it's on the western edge. So, right. it's, yeah, it's great. Yellowstone's right up there, mm-hmm. right above. Yeah. It's, I loved it. When I drove out there, like, you're just, I don't know, just you're driving out there and you're just like this, you're like nobody's around you, too, which just feels really Oh well, yeah. crazy. Yeah, I mean, right. That right. and, I think, death, like, um, Going through Death Valley. You're driving out there, too, and, like, that same kind of feeling. If I broke down, there's a good chance that nobody would be by for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. But
1: I guarantee you, though, if you were broke down, I would bet nine nine times out of ten, somebody would probably stop and ask if you needed help. Oh, for sure. You know. Yeah, I mean, when you're driving out there, all you're seeing is cows and fields. Right. Which
0: is just, to me, is beautiful. Well, it's beautiful in a different way. I mean, like, you go through Indiana, Illinois, southern right. Illinois. Maybe it's because we're there so often. Right? right, right. It's it's like different, right? You know, you're seeing these um in some ways, you know, flat land and then as you get further you're seeing different mountain ranges. Um yeah, it's beautiful. So I, I love it. I would definitely go back in a heartbeat. Um it's got a special place in my heart. Yeah. So Yeah, me too for now. So yeah, and we, we met a couple of guys, a couple of
1: cowboys that came out and helped with the ranch, super nice guys. And they're like, Hey, so what's, tell me about this Burford company. Hey, you want to send some gloves out to us so we can test them out on fencing really? and everything. I'm like, heck yeah, I'll send them out to you. So kind of a cool little connection with that too. Just to test te- again, like you talked about earlier, testing them out, making sure this stuff's going to hold up, you know, make sure that what you're paying for that product is going to, te- you know, stand the test principles.
0: Yeah. Big time. I mean, that's, I think kind of tying it back to what we talked about earlier, you know, you know, the value of human capital. <laughs> are right. you kidding me this place like you're good and if you're not good it, honestly though it's like hey you know you i really appreciate you i mean probably it wouldn't be out here in the first place but like say you got out there and weren't a good fit it's like hey you know you could be more of a liability than you are an asset yeah and when you're dealing you're on your own like you need to make rational decisions right um and you need to be able to think for yourself and you need to be able to not put yourself in a position that hurts you. Right. Or someone else. Right. Because if you hurt yourself. Oh, yeah. You, you now you've taken two people. Now there's three people less than we had to begin with. Yeah, big time. Well, and when I went out, the day that we went out and got and gathered up the cow, uh,
1: uh, the cattle, I keep saying cows, cattle. Um, when I was way out there and the fog was rolling in, they had no idea where I, where I was. Right. So like here, they don't, you know, like Tony knows me. Right. But, you know, we haven't hung out a whole lot, you know, like, and the ranch owner doesn't really know me. This is the second day that I've been, I mean, yeah, they've seen me work and stuff like that. But you could tell they were a little concerned when I came back. They are like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, totally fine. Yeah. Like, I got a good sense of direction. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't just going to get on the four-wheeler and aimlessly just drive over the hills, you know, <laughs> like, I knew that there was a purpose. Like, we got a mission here. The mission is to get these. When you get to the river, stop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah.
0: Little lessons from Chris Cook. That's right. Exactly. <laughs>
1: So it was an awesome experience. I'm glad I was able to kind of share it with everybody, and um,
0: yeah. I mean, the, the fact everybody. that he vouches for you too. I mean, that's that's I think really cool too. He, you know, we have Tony who 18 years of building his family relationship, and then says, "Hey, I'm bringing a guy out here. He's going to be good." And if you know, sure enough, you deliver, you get invited back. That says a lot too. You know, yeah. somebody's willing to be like, "Hey, I've checked his. I'm his reference." Right, <laughs> right, right. He's good.
1: Well, in you know, I just, like I said, it's just be a good person, you know, and work hard. And it's amazing how far you can get just by doing that. Mm -hmm. So,
0: yeah, I like it. That's definitely the ethos of what we're working on always building. Right. Yeah, we are something that you invest in that takes care of you. Right. You know, if you can't be there, like you bought something or you have something or you have the support that, you know, will back you up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the same time. way I know that I can call you and say, Hey, Craig, I need you to help me move this, you know, 300 pound crate. And you're like, yeah, I'll be there. Yeah. Right. So for sure. So, I like it. Very cool. Well, thanks for everyone that's uh, joining us on this lovely podcast. That's right. The old Western version, the old Wyoming version. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's coming. So, uh, we just really appreciate you guys. We've getting a lot of great feedback. Like Craig had said, um, Please, you know, like, subscribe. Um, if you are not following, give it a follow. Um, write a review. That always helps. If you're on Apple Podcasts, trying to really just have conversations that... Uh, it's all about having fun. That's what we talk about. We're
1: yeah. going to go all over the... Sometimes we're going down different holes on different topics, but that's what this is all about. It's not going to be one topics based. It's going to be about a bunch of different things. And the feedback we've gotten is uh, that people enjoy that, that, that this isn't just a, a fly fishing podcast. Yeah. this is everything encompassed into it we talk a little business um, you know. we talk about going out with family working hard that's what it's about yeah so appreciate I appreciate it.
0: it every day that's what it's going to be about that's right so. alright guys we're going to sign off and we'll see you on the next one sounds good see you next time